POV by POC. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's up, y'all? My name is Valerie, and I will be your host for the POV by POC podcast. Now, today, y'all, let's just talk about the fact that this is my second time recording episode two because the first time that I recorded it, it just felt last minute and thrown together. So I decided to just do a take two and see what comes out of this episode. Now, bear with me, y'all, because it is the day before that I'm supposed to upload and well, not even upload, have this episode ready for tomorrow because tomorrow is our time to post. But yeah, yeah, we need to talk about procrastination because I'm queen of that and I need to do better. But y'all, I'm super duper excited to announce that it is Women's History Month. It's officially March, y'all. I'm just very excited. It's amazing to hear how how much women contributed to this world and to things that we see today. It's just incredible. We will tap into that at a later episode. But today, I want to take some time before anything because this is really heavy on my heart. I really just wanted to take the time and just say, may Aaron Bushnell rest in paradise. For those of you that don't know who Aaron Bushnell is, he was the Air Force officer. He decided to ignite himself as a form of protest to what's going on to Palestine. And he was just 25 years old. Everything that he witnessed just played a role into everything that he's done. He confirmed that this is in fact a genocide and he just can't stand to participate in this any longer. I want to send my condolences out to his family and his loved ones. I I wanted to take the time to acknowledge what occurred and just really bring attention to that. I know a lot of people feel like, and I have to include myself in this as well, but a lot of people feel like this is just something that has nothing to do with us. We are very fortunate, we're very privileged to be in a country like the United States that is not experiencing this. But this does affect us because it shows how far this world will go. It shows how far a country would go to take out a whole population of people for land. It just shows us, especially those of us that have went to school and have learned history in the United States, we can see that this is a reoccurring pattern. This is history constantly repeating itself. The United States is king, king of taking out populations for land, for money, for power. And it's something that's very unfortunate because at the end of the day, these are people, people just like us. These are people who have family. These are people who have children. These are children themselves, y'all. Like, this shit is getting out of fucking hands. I'm not even gonna lie. I know Aaron Bushnell, my boy, you put America in a frenzy. You opened up a lot of fucking eyes, man. May you rest in peace for real. And... May your doing never, ever be forgotten. Just like his last words, y'all, free Palestine, stop this shit. It's ridiculous at this point.
Now, y'all, I want to move on and talk about mental health for this episode. Before I transition completely out of Aaron Bush now, I just want to state the fact that there's a lot of propaganda about Aaron Bushnell suffering from mental health and that's why he did what he did and I find that to be a whole lot of bullshit let me tell you why this country not even this world has the audacity to use mental health as a reasoning to why someone does something that's outrageous but when it benefits them people do not understand that You can only provide that reasoning for so much. I truly believe that this had nothing to do with mental health. I feel like, honestly, that is a propaganda to really just hide the fact, hide the truth. And that goes on to me. I don't want to really just get too, too much into it, but that really goes on to, or actually, let's, let's actually get into it. That also goes, that also segues into the fact that school shooters always excused by mental health. Always. And people don't realize, like, when people try to put reasonings for these outrageous things, for these, um, what's that called? Exaggerated things, right? And they put mental health in front of it. That shit ends up becoming the face of mental health. And the representation of mental health. And it's just unfair for the rest of us that are part of this community. To have that image. Have that perception put onto us. Right? So. I love the fact that this country. And I'm only speaking on this country because I fucking live here. I don't know about anything else. But. I love how this country loves to, yes, this is mental health and we should be doing something about this and whatever, whatever, when it's a school shooter, when it's a white school shooter, but when it's other things and it involves another race, it's not mental health. It's just the picking and choosing really takes me out, y'all, right? I knew I wasn't bugging. I was like, yo, am I being ignorant? Hold on. Let me come with some facts. I am currently on the ColumbiaPsychiatry.org. I'm taking a quote from this article. It's called, Is There a Link Between Mental Health and Mass Shootings? This was written on July 6, 2022, and I do not see an author. There have already been more than 300 mass shootings in the United States this year. The latest at a 4th of July parade in the Highland Park suburb of Chicago that left seven people dead and dozens injured. As the nation reckons with these increasingly common public massacres, many blame mental illness as a fundamental cause. The reality is that people with mental illness account for a very small proportion of perpetrators of mass shootings in the United States, says, oh, I'm about to mispronounce this, Regi Gerges, MD, that's his title. I'm so sorry. He's an associate professor of clinical psychiatry in Columbia University, Department of Psychiatry, and the New York State Psychiatric Institute. All right, I want to take one more quote. So it's subtitled, Are people with mental health disorders more likely to commit mass shootings or mass murder? 
The public tends to link serious mental illnesses like schizophrenia or psychotic disorders with violence and mass shootings. But serious mental illness, specifically psychosis, is not a key factor in most mass shootings or other types of mass murder. Approximately 5% of mass shootings are related to severe mental illness. And although a much larger number of mass shootings, about 25%, are associated with non-psychotic, psychiatric, or neurological illnesses, including depression, and an estimated 23% with substance use, in most cases, these conditions are incidental. Y'all, I don't make up the facts. I don't. It's just, it's just the truth. So I feel like, again, propaganda, it just sounds pretty to put mental health disorders or mental health illnesses in front of these exaggerated acts of violence. We have the common sense to not do that. A lot of us, actually. A large majority of us, part of this community, have nothing to do with that. Yet, that 5% of all mass shootings and mass murders is placed in the forefront, and that's the front page to represent us. I navigate life with depression, anxiety, and ADD. My PCP, my primary doctor, diagnosed me with depression and anxiety, He also diagnosed me with ADD, but if I'm not mistaken, I think to be truly diagnosed, you have to be diagnosed by a psychologist or a psychiatrist, but I don't really know. I want to give you guys, um, a like background or a little history on my mental health, but I honestly don't know when to start. Like, I don't know where to start because for me, I haven't been able to pinpoint where exactly it started or what is the root cause of it. My depression, I can't recall dealing with it until 2019. And then my anxiety, I can't recall dealing with it until I got to college. Then my ADD, I can think about it like being a thing since middle school. I did struggle with um, concentrating, had a hard time with that and still have a hard time with that. But that's pretty much it. Like, to give y'all a brief for all that I know, I can't recall navigating life with depression until 2019. That's when I sought out my first mental health counselor, I believe that's the term. And I did counseling at my college. And my first counselor, I absolutely loved. I absolutely loved her. She was amazing. I believe her name was Emily, but she was amazing. I felt like she listened to me, but instead of just listening and taking notes, she also participated in conversations with me. So it didn't feel like I was literally being fucking observed. So I absolutely loved her. I did that for one semester. And unfortunately, she was only there for that one semester that I had with her. So then I sought out counseling again for the following semester and I received a counselor and I was not a fan at all. She was very much like, she was like trying to be like Emily, like, you know, speak and share her thoughts and opinions, but she overdid it. Like, I felt like, girl, I only have 45 minutes with you and you're talking most of the time. I still have a whole list to get through. 
Like, sorry, this is my session, not yours. <laughs> so I ended up not doing many. I think I only did like maybe two or three sessions and I was like, yeah, it's clipped. I'd rather just figure shit out on my own than deal with somebody that talks about themselves for most of the time. That's crazy. So then after that, I didn't seek out any counseling. I just went on ahead and did the real thing therapy, right? I was speaking to this um, therapist and she was, she was okay. I did it during the pandemic. Um, as most of you know and experience yourself, the pandemic was fucking crazy. 2020 was fucking crazy and things have not been the same ever since before that pandemic. Um, they had the therapy for about a year, year and a half, and then it became an issue with my insurance and I had to end up, I ended up having to pay out of pocket. It just was this whole thing. Like America healthcare system is fucking crazy. So yeah, like I said, the therapist was okay. Um, there was a certain point she was trying to like reroute everything to my dad's absent, but I was like, girl, let's stop trying to get to the root of the problem and just listen to me. Like, I don't always want to talk about the past. I want to talk about things that are going on currently in my life so I can learn how to solve and get through these things, you know? So then she changed her style and it was great afterwards. And then, yeah, like I said, insurance. So then that was that. I wouldn't say it, like, my mental health disappeared or anything. I still was very much dealing with it and still had very, very low days, and had very, very high days, and yeah, I remember during the pandemic, I had this conversation with someone from high school, and this conversation made me feel like shit, so I was expressing to this person how the pandemic has been tough, and i just been dealing with depression real bad and anxiety like I'm not really hanging out it's just crazy crazy times right and I don't want to say too much but this person was providing a service for me and this person went on to say that they had dealt with depression but their depression has been solved they no longer deal with it is not a thing anymore and whatever the case may be now I'm not, I'm not trying to be that person, right? I don't even know, like, I'm gonna keep it a buck. I don't even know if you really can, quote unquote, solve or get rid of depression. Because if it's truly depression, if I'm not mistaken, I thought depression is a mental health illness that affects you neurologically, and if it affects you neurologically, isn't it something that you tend to manage rather than cure, quote-unquote? Actually, yo, let's do a little bit of research. I'm gonna do a little research and I got y'all right now. Yeah, I thought I was tripping. Based on the articles I'm coming across, there is no cure for depression. There are treatments. I don't know. But yeah, yo, what the fuck is depression? Let's talk about it. I'm gonna read this article real quick. This is from mentalhealth.com, and the article is called Can Depression Be Cured? The author is Naomi Carr, medical reviewer Morgan Blair, and this was last updated February 21st, 2024. 
period, recent. Depression is a mental health condition that impacts the way a person thinks or feels, or sorry, thinks and feels. Depression is characterized by a persistent feeling of sadness, impaired ability to function, and a feeling of hopelessness about the future. Although there is no cure for depression, it can be successfully managed with a profession with professional treatment such as therapy, medication, and self-care techniques. So going back to the story. So this person was just saying that and basically they were just like, yeah, you know that they have high hopes for me, that I can have it cured too. And yeah, basically they never had to deal with depression because they don't feel it no more, whatever, whatever. Yo, am I fucked up to say that it was never depression then? Like, hello, were you just sad? (laughs) Like, that's the thing I feel like people don't understand. Just because you feel sad doesn't mean it's depression. Like, like many mental health disorders, it involves feeling something for a long period of time continuously. You know what I mean? I think it's long period of time, constantly, and very deeply, if I'm not mistaken. So, I don't know, like, that conversation, y'all, it just made me feel like shit, because I'm like, damn, like, this person went through depression, and they're cured, and I'm here still struggling, and it's been fucking years at this point. Like, what should I do? Like, is there hope for me? And then I had to realize, like, one, that person's journey is not my journey. Two, I'm trying my best. Depression doesn't look the same for everyone, right? So I'm trying my best and I cannot possibly compare my depression to someone else. So if they felt like they were able to cure it, good for you. Like, amazing. But that's you. Like, I don't know, yo. That shit made me feel like shit. Like, it made me feel like a little bit of hope, but like shit. Because it's like, damn. This person was basically saying that they dealt with depression for less than a year. And it was, boom, cured. And I'm here like, yo, I'm like two years in. The fuck? But yeah, I also want to point out the fact that mental health has a lot of stigmas attached to it. And one of them is what I pointed out earlier. Like, mental health and violence is very much connected in the public's eye. But as we clearly read, it's not the sole root is not the sole cause of these acts. Another mental health stigma is, like, I know with depression, I, I've been hearing a lot of, like, oh, people with depression are just lazy or whatever the case may be. Um, I know that at first, when I first started showing a lot, a lot of signs, a lot of visible signs to my mom, it ended up displaying as, me being unable to clean my room. I always had a messy room. Shit, I still be having a messy room. And growing up in the same household as my mom, it consists a lot it consisted of a lot of her just scolding me and always on my ass about cleaning my room, but she really didn't understand the fact that I really couldn't I couldn't find the energy. I couldn't find the motivation to do so. I just couldn't do it. I don't know. And I just remember feeling so like, I don't know. I just felt bad all the time about it. Because I'm like, damn, my room always a mess. Like, 
it got to a point like yo like my friends from high school were helping me clean my room all the fucking time like it just it just was a fucking lot honestly but it's something that I still struggle with but it's been a lot less pressure since I no longer live with well since my mom no longer lives with me and I just do things slowly so my room right now I would say on a scale of zero to ten ten being the messiest my room right now is maybe at a three which is amazing because it usually is always at eight nine ten but I'm slowly finding the motivation and that's what I realized like I have to be graceful with myself and also be stern with myself because if I just let myself be so graceful, it's like, okay, I will never do this. So I need that balance of, okay, I got to be stern. I got to do this. We're going to focus on this and we're going to try. But we also got to be graceful because I don't know about y'all. I'm really this type of person that I like to do things on my own time. If someone mentions it to me, like, you got to do this, I completely no longer want to do it. <laughs> And I struggled with that a lot growing up with my mom because she would say something. Like, I'll be ready, I'll be getting myself ready and prepared to do something, and she'll mention it. And I'm like, ooh, I no longer want to do it. I don't know if that's stubbornness. I don't know if that's tied into this, but I don't know. But yeah, um, people associating laziness with depression, I feel like just don't understand what depression really is. And how depression can affect someone in all aspects of their life. So, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm very educational. I'm very informational. But I'm not teaching anybody about that. If you don't understand that you're going to have to do some research. And that's just that on that. Oh, the mental health stigma. Just generalizing every mental health illness as someone being crazy that's fucking crazy I remember being younger and that's how a lot of adults in my life would refer to many of mental health disorders or illnesses is just boom crazy and that's not what it is at all a lot of people are able to be high functional people navigating life with mental disorders and mental illnesses so yeah I don't know if y'all remember there was a certain time period where mental health was trendy, like mental health illnesses was trendy, and that time period was so fucking weird, and like, to be a little bit more specific, do y'all remember, like, TikTok, a lot of people were like, yeah, I'm depressed, Uh, it's so cool to be depressed, and whatever, whatever, I forgot which artist was the one that was, like, promoting that, but yeah, I don't know if it was, like, a collective thing with the artists, at the time I'm not gonna just throw names here because I'm really not sure but there was a certain point where mental health was very trendy and it was so cool to have mental health illnesses like somebody I could really think of is like Kanye West with his bipolar um his bipolar disorder like we there are a lot of times where we see what bipolar disorder looks for Kanye based on what he does and I'm trying to really tread lightly with this because I don't want to offend anyone or do any like I don't want it to be taken that way but Kanye West 
is in the limelight and we see everything. And when I say everything in the sense like how he navigates life with mental health, you know, and that's all I'm going to say on it because it's not my business at that point. Another person we see that's famous navigating life with mental health is Y&W Melly. And I feel like his music also, not to blame him because it's not his fault entirely, (laughs) but his music really set this trend up for people to feel like it was cool and like it was cool to have mental health illnesses. I know he spoke about, I'm not too sure if he has, hold on, let me double check because I don't want to be wrong. So based on what I'm reading He's, uh, he states that he has bipolar disorder as well as he claims, quote unquote, he has split personalities. Um, I know that he has an album that's, I think, Melvin versus Melly. And those are his two like personalities, but I'm not too sure. I am not a doctor and I don't really know, but that's somebody that I know I can remember like when his music was going viral about him saying like, he got mixed personalities or like his album cover having this persona of Melvin versus Melly. I know a lot of people found that trendy and like cool and shit, but like I said, it's not solely his fault. It's just, it's just the media, y'all. Like you just really don't know how people are going to take it in the media, especially young kids. And this was like when TikTok was first coming up, it just was a lot, but yeah, like Mental health is not in between. Mental health is either trendy or non-existent. Honestly, there's a population that thinks mental health is cool and they want to have mental health so bad and whatever, whatever. And then there's a population that's like mental health does not exist. And that's really what I see. Those are the two fucking spectrums. Well, under the spectrums, whatever. Anyways, y'all, I want to briefly talk about my experience with mental health and jobs. And honestly, this is just about the NYPD, right? So growing up, I thought I wanted to be a police officer so bad. And I literally studied criminal justice, graduated, and just wanted to do this police shit real bad. So I started going through the process And it was going amazing at first. I was passing every fucking step. I'm like, yeah, it's fucking lit. When I passed the physical fitness portion, I was like, it's fucking lit. Because I'm not even acting no more. Like, I'm really doing this shit. So then my final step was the psychological, right? So the psychological is split into two parts. A written portion that you do. And then the second part is the verbal portion where you have an interview with a psychologist. Now, y'all, I fucked up. Because I am someone that has went through therapy, I'm so used to being in a room with a mental health professional and thinking it's just time to like vent and I can just be open and honest about it. And that's where I kind of fucked up in the sense where instead of me saying this is something professional, it's an interview, I'm being judged off this for real, for real. I kind of blurred the lines thinking like this is like therapy. So we were going through it. I'm trying my best to be as honest as I can. I was very open about everything, every single question. And then the psychologist began asking me about 
my something that I wrote on the written portion. Now the psychologist began asking me like, you know, you stated here that you feel like like there's somebody out to get you and like, you know, like what's that about? So I'm like, yeah, ma'am, I am so sorry. I do not agree with that. It must have slipped up because y'all, y'all can understand this written portion was in like 10, 20 questions. It was over, it was over 600 true or false questions, like with a scantron and multiple booklets. So I was just like, you know, I do not agree with that, whatever, whatever. She tried to give me a little pushback, like, oh, um, but what do you mean? Cause this was asked multiple times in the test and you responded the same each time. So I'm here like, yo, not her trying to gaslight me. I know I did not put yes for that shit, but I just repeat it again. Ma'am, I do not agree with that. I apologize. It must have slipped up. She tried to ask me about something else and I was like, yeah, again, must have slipped up because it's true. Yo, like if I don't agree with it, I don't agree with it. But she tried to give me so much pushback, like, and it just got me so frustrated because I was at a certain point in my life where I'm like, becoming a police officer is all I fucking got. Like, my family's depending on this. I'm depending on this in order to be financially stable. Like, I need this real bad. And that's where I fucked up. I was too fucking desperate. <laughs> that's the second fuck up that I had. But I was too fucking desperate. So I started getting emotional because I'm like, oh my God, I fucked up. I made this huge mistake. Now I'm definitely not going to be get picked. I'm going to feel my psych and whatever, whatever. And I'm getting emotional. And this woman is thinking I'm getting emotional because I'm lying or whatever she thought. And whole time it's like, girl, like there's so much, so much depending on me being accepted into this and becoming a police officer. And I remember when I got the results back, first of all, the experience with the psychologist, terrible, made my life a um, living hell after I had my verbal with her. Um, But after that, and after I got my results and it says that I failed the psych and so I failed the whole thing, I remember feeling so fucking defeated. I remember thinking like, what am I going to do with my life now? Because I really thought that's all I had. All I had was to become a police officer. And I've, I remember just feeling very, very hurt by this because we see a lot on the media how, how many police officers they pick wrong. Like how many police officers that are racist, how many police officers that just be on a power high how many police officers like do the wrong thing and I just felt so fucking hurt because I'm like I am someone that is passionate about what I love I am someone that is compassionate I am someone that I just honestly felt like if there's someone that's right for the job, it's me. And I hope that doesn't come off cocky because it's not given that. It's just, I genuinely care about the right thing being done. I genuinely care about seeing a change in policing with our communities, especially communities of color. And it's like, wow, 
I didn't get picked. So that's honestly how I viewed it. That's honestly how I still view it to a certain extent. Now I just feel like, you know, talking to a friend of mine and he also failed. We just came down to the realization that you just got to be very quote unquote determined. We call it desperate to constantly keep going back and doing the whole hiring process for the MIPD and eventually you'll get picked. We've seen it multiple times. So unfortunately for them, I am not that person. I'm not going to keep going back and doing that shit. I'm good off that. That shit takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of energy. I'm good off that. I just accepted that being a police officer is just not the path for me, at least right now. Because I'm not going to shut down the idea 100%, but I want to say I'm like 80%. I'm done with it. And as y'all can imagine, like, I blamed my mental health for so long because I didn't get into it. Because it was this whole thing. I needed to get records from every mental health service that I got. And they had to give a recommendation. And it just felt like if I never did therapy, I would never, ever have to deal with all the buffoonery. I wouldn't have all these questions being asked. It just would have been so much easier to not ever have done therapy and, like, literally fucking struggle internally. And that's how I felt for a long time, like, even treading lightly with jobs like my curbing job it's not a law enforcement job but they asked about mental health because y'all nowadays job have jobs have to ask if you have or have a history with whatever whatever and they refer to it as a disability and depression anxieties on there and uh, along with a lot other mental health illnesses are on there and like just shit like that like why why are we referring to this shit as a disability like like just the wording of it you know what i mean and even so i'm sorry i would never disclose that shit on that question never i would never disclose that on a question on that question and then moving on let's talk about therapy right so I recently sought out therapy because I felt like things were just taking a turn and I just needed to be in that environment again, right? So I sought out therapy and I did the intake assessment with a therapist and I felt amazing with her. She was a black um woman therapist. And when I was doing the intake process, I came to the realization that I am not completely honest during the intake portion of it. And it just hit me like, if I'm not being completely honest during the intake portion, I can imagine how many other people are not being honest as well. And mind you, I realized I was not being honest in the intake portion, at least fully honest, because you know what was my recommendation? Oh, yeah, she felt like I do not need to see a mental health professional one-on-one. I just need to do group therapy sessions along with a 20-minute session to help manage my 
like navigating life and just come up with solutions and shit like that, right? And I don't blame her. Like, it's something that I stated. And based on my responses, that's what she came up with. But at first, I was down. I was like, okay, period. Like, it feels like progress. I'm not having to do the one-on-one thing. But no, like, now that time has passed, especially since that fell through and I'm not taking therapy because right now I do not have health insurance because maybe I shouldn't say that, but I do not have health insurance right now. It was this mishap and I haven't had health insurance for going on a month. That fell through and now I'm realizing like, no, I do need that one-on-one session. No, I am not ready for group therapy. And she also recommended that I consider medications And for the longest, I have been very close-minded to the idea because that's how a lot of, like, my Latinx community thinks of it. You take medication and it's like, ooh, yeah, this person is really, 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 really dealing with this shit, huh? Like, just for the simple fact, let me share a small story, a short story with y'all. I have this aunt, I'm not going to say which one, but I have this aunt that really told me once that she doesn't understand why I'm depressed, that if anything, she should be depressed with all that she deals with. And she basically just asked me like, why are you depressed? Like, what do you have to deal with? Basically saying that life was so easy for me and she just doesn't get it. And I just remember looking at her sideways like, Excuse me? Huh? That was what? Maybe two years ago? And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I remember feeling so taken aback because it's like, what the fuck do you mean? What do you know about me? What do you know about me? You don't know shit about me, actually. That's fucked up. Like, you don't know shit about me to be making that conclusion. But... It's just shit like that, like, it's just shit like that. So, at this point, I'm not gonna lie, y'all, I'm very, very scared to consider medication because I've heard the positives, but I've also heard, sorry, I've heard, I'm very scared because I've heard the negatives of it, but I've also heard positives positives of it too, but I don't really know, I'm not as close-minded as I was, I am a lot more open to it. But I'm very scared, so I don't know how that's going to go. Yeah, that's honestly all I have to share today. I really wanted to dedicate this episode to mental health. This may be a short episode, but this is all I got. And I don't want to talk about nothing else in this episode. I just want to dedicate it fully to mental health. Um, Shout out to my people, y'all. For those of y'all that are navigating life through mental health and things are just not getting any better. There's a bunch of resources that I will be listing in the bio of my podcast episode on all streaming platforms. Make sure to check it out in case you ever need it or if you know someone that may need it, it will be there available. Don't try to forget, I believe the number for the suicide prevention hotline is now 988. We finally got it shortened down because yo for that to be 800 and a full ass number it's crazy the number is finally 988 and that is definitely progress you can text this number as well and 
yeah available 24 7 in many languages just yeah so if there's anything that you guys take from this video i just want you guys to know that mental health is real it's okay to be navigating life through mental health and mental health does not look the same in every single person me and you may have depression but it's not going to look the same for both of us we are very different people and we have our different reasonings our different origin story with our mental health so thank you guys for tuning in i hope this episode resonates at least with one person and always if you guys want to recommend any topics for me to speak on if you guys just want to talk whatever the case may be you can reach me at my email pov by poc at gmail.com or my instagram dms at pov by poc Thank you guys for tuning in. Until next time, we are going to go up with these March episodes. I know that March got three episodes in. I'm going to try my best to get some guests on real, real soon. It's just been hard with the scheduling and all that, but we will get on that real soon, y'all. This is Valerie, your host, and I'm signing out.